We're up to Simon Reishmim Gimel. Um, we are up to Sif Beis. So just to basically recap what we did yesterday. The halacha was like this. Um, if I own something, if I own a business, and I would like the no, a non-Jew to be running it on Shabbos, or be running it all together, and he's going to work on Shabbos as well, um, the halacha was that there were, there were ways that it was permissible and ways that it's not permissible. We first discussed the case of a field. If I own a field, and I give it over to a sharecropper, uh, in which case he does malacha when he feels like it, and he gets a share of the profit, that's called that he's doing the work for himself, and it is totally permissible. Similarly, if I lease him the field, and he gets 100% of the profit, and all I'm getting is the, the fee for leasing, since it is law, it is together with the fee for leasing it on Yemos HaKol, that is totally permissible, even though I end up getting, I benefit from it, meaning I'm getting part of the leasing fee, including Shabbos, even though he's doing Malacha on Shabbos itself. Whereas, in a case where he is getting no share in the profits whatsoever, I am paying him to do the work. He's a salaried worker. Whether he's being salaried by time or by getting the job done, he's a contractor. The halacha is that it is usher in the case of a sada, where I'm paying him by the day and telling him to work on Shabbos. It is absolutely usher, skir yom, mi'ikar hadim. Where um, I am paying him for the job and he could do it at any time, it's still usher because of Mara science. Since people will see that he gets no share of it, they're going to see, they're going to think that it was done as a skir yom. The second case was the case of a bathhouse where this is a, play, a bathhouse that, that, that uh, exists for pay. I give it to someone else to run for me, a non-Jew, and he is running it on Shabbos as well. So here there's a problem. Since the norm in a bathhouse is not to have it done by way of Sphiris or Arisus, generally speaking, you don't give it over to someone who has a, a, a share in the profits. Uh, generally, it is done as Sphiris Yom. The halachi is that it is Asr, even Ba'arisus or Vespiris, I can't lease it and I can't make him, can't give him a share in, in the profits. In either case, it is Asr because of Marasayin. People will think that it is a Sphiris Yom. Says the Machaber. Now, and then the Machaber had told us, yeah, the Machaber had told us a- after that that um, an oven has the same halachis as a, as a bathhouse, whereas a mill, a flour mill, has the same halacha as a field, depending on the norms. So now the Machaber tells us. Afilu merchatz otaner, even in the case of a merchatz or an oven, which is the same halacha as a merchatz, im hischiram shana achar shana v'nisparsem adav al yedekach shein darko lisker polim el askiram. If year after year you lease it out, and everybody knows that the normal way of doing it for you is by way of leasing, the chain, and and therefore it never really was considered yours. People didn't see this as something that you ever operated. So it never got the Jewish name. Or it becomes the done thing in your society um, to have have the person running it take either all the profits and lease it from you, or at least get a share in the profits. The halacha there is mutter So there, arisus and schiris are going to be mutter. However, if he gets no share in the profits, it's still going to be aser. So the chiddush of the machaber is that there is no maris ayin in a place where the norm is with schiris or arisus, or there is no maris ayin where people never saw you doing any work there. They know that you've always given it over to somebody else to do for you. Now. Um, what happens if uh, if the minig is beskirus? 
Meaning the, the minigis say, I have a bathhouse, and the normal way to go about it is to lease it to somebody else who will run the business. And I go ahead and do it by Arisus. I share the profits with him, which is totally unheard of. It's something very rare. Nevertheless, it's mutter because people are going to think that, uh, that this was done by way of Sechiris. Now, um, also the Mishtabur brings from the, from the Beis Yosef, B'Shem HaGa'onim, that what happens if you bought something and, uh, and rented it out to a non-Jew immediately afterwards. So he says that it never got the Jewish name on it and all these halachas wouldn't apply. Then we go further. In the case where um, a Jew rented it from a non-Jew and then rented it out to another non-Jew, so we say that that's also mutter because nobody knew that it was ever yours. If it was never yours, you rented it from him. It's not, you don't own it. You rented it from him and then rented it to another non-Jew. That is mutter. There's a machlokas achronim, um, whether or not, if like in the very beginning you did operate it, if now that you're renting it to another non-Jew, if, uh, if we say that it, it is still uh, considered a situation where there won't be marasayin, the bir alacha comes out, lamaskana lahakel. That even though you ran it for a time, but if you really only rented it, and now rent it out, the alacha is that it's mutter. Further, the Ramah says, You have a bathhouse in your own apartment, and all the people who live in that building use it and they pay you for it. And they know that you leased it to a non-Jew, even though that's not the norm. But since this is not something public, it's something that is limited to a small area, and the people who live in that area know that it was done b'schiras, there is no maris ayin, and the halacha is that it is mutter. Um, what happens if it's, stand, if it's in a rishus harabim? Uh, then even if it's just the, the local people that use it, the halacha is that it's still aser. Or, let's say it's in the house, but people come from all over the place, there still would be an iser of maris ayin. Now, what happens if it's in a different rishus? It's not in your rishus, but other people use it. Um, there is a, uh, a machlokas rishonim, the, excuse me, machlokas achronim in that, and the sharetzin has a problem with it. He wants to know, if the Jew ever used it, ever ran it, it should be aser. And if the Jew never ran it, then it should be mutter anyway. Like, where do you ever have a case that this machlokas should apply? Now further, what happens if you rented it out, your merchats, your tanner, in a way that it is aser? Some says, you can keep the money. Others say you have to return the money. We go with the second day, that you cannot keep the, the money. Now the Mishnaburah brings down that there's no real machlokas here. It depends on why it was aser. If it was aser mi'ikar adin, then it's also to be nana from it even by the Yevet. Whereas if it was only also because of Marisayin, um, so there the halachi is that by the you're allowed to use it. Um, so of the cases of the, of the cases that we learned, it would turn out that so long as it was be Ba'arisus or Vesirus, 
you either leased it or, or you took a share of it. Even, say, in a merchatz, where that's not normally done, since the only iser is maris ayin, b'dieved, you, were allowed to, you would be allowed to, uh, to be nene from it. Um, in the case of schir yom, it's going to be usher even b'dieved. In the case of kablonus, where you're paying him for the job, and not telling him that he's got to work on Shabbos, um, so there, there we saw that there's a difference between a merchatz and a sada. In a sada, that's only also because of maris ayin, so the it would be mutter. People will think that it was schir yom. Whereas in the case of a merchatz, it's understood that he's got to work every day, every day of the week, or, or he's not providing you with your, with the, the share that you deserve. Um, so that would be also miikar adin also, uh, and would therefore be also even the